Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming to Sunday service on this glorious day. Um, my name is Nayaswami Anandi. This is Nayaswami Bharat, and we're so happy to be with you today and also to welcome our guests from the online Ananda community. Uh, this is a reading from Rays of the One Light, which are weekly commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita by Swami Kriyananda. And this week's reading is called The Law is Perfected in Love. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, we read, The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace means the power to rise spiritually. Truth means the experience of divine realities, not the application in the outer world of that inner experience. Divine love is the soul's experience of oneness with God. Kindness is the human manifestation of that love. Grace is deeper than mere kindness. Wisdom is a divine experience. Justice to all is a human law, though divinely inspired. It follows as a consequence of the experience of wisdom. Truth goes deeper than mere justice. While following the law, we should strive always to trace it back to its origins in the vision of God. Therefore, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita urges the devotee not to be satisfied with spiritual precepts alone, but to go beyond them to the direct inner experience of truth. In the 18th chapter of that great scripture, he says, Nay, but once more, Take my last word, my utmost meaning have. Precious thou art to me, right well beloved. Listen, I tell thee for thy comfort this. Give me thy heart, adore me, serve me, cling in faith and love and reverence to me. So shalt thou come to me, I promise true, for thou art sweet to me. And let go those rights and writ duties. Fly to me alone. Make me thy single refuge. I will free thy soul from all its sins. Be of good cheer. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Good morning. 
Instead of reading from Whispers from Eternity, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's uh, book on mystical poetry, I have a, a selection of his words on uh, this week's topic. And I was so inspired by them, I wanted to read them to begin the talk. I see the perfect love of my great beloved, even as I see it in those worthy souls that I love. To stop loving is to stem the purifying flow of love. I shall loyally love everything, every being, until I find all races, all creatures, all animate and inanimate objects embraced by my love. I will love until every soul, every star, every forsaken creature, every atom is lodged in my heart. For in the infinite love of God, my breast of eternity is large enough to hold everything in me. O love, I see thee glowing in the face of gems. I behold thy shy blush in the blossoms. I am enraptured hearing thee warble in the birds, and I dream in ecstasy when my heart embraces thee in all hearts. O love, I met thee in all things, only a little and for a while. But in omnipresence, I class thee entirely and forever, and I rejoice in thy, in thy joy evermore. Well, I could just walk off the stage after that, those words, but I think I, I have a little bit more to share uh, than that. But it's just so powerful, um, the Master's uh, consciousness. You know, it, uh, Master said that the, uh, God is seeking us more than uh, we are seeking God, and it's only because of the avatars that we really have the yearning and the deep desire to, to know God because there's such shining lights in this world. I heard a, a sort of amusing uh, joke between a, a Southern Baptist minister and a Roman Catholic priest, and they were on the airplane. And uh, to relax himself a little, the uh, Catholic priest, he ordered a whiskey soda. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, he ordered it. Uh, and uh, the, the, the Baptist minister ordered tea. And, uh, and the minister uh, looked over at the priest and saw him drinking, and he said, uh, alcohol is against my religion. And the priest said, uh, yes, I know. But do you not remember that uh, Jesus, our Lord, Savior, uh, he would drink wine? And the Baptist said, yes, I know. We would have thought a lot better of Jesus if he hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) Swami, once I remember that, he said that uh, many people they uh, define themselves more by what they don't do rather than what they do. And uh, we should focus, of course, that's what uh, the nice Swami order is all about. It's more expansive. It's not trying to uh, concentrate on what you're trying to get away from, but what you're, you're trying to embrace and have that uh, be your, your main focus. There's a, there's a reason for... Um, uh, precepts. Uh, precepts are uh, designed to regulate uh, behavior and, and thought. 
And in the beginning of the path, it's particularly important. Uh, this is summed up by uh, Yogananda's words. Uh, I know what virtue is, but I can't seem to follow it <laughs> or practice it. Uh, uh, and I know what uh, vice is, and I can't seem to stay away from it. <laughs> and uh, there's just a, a, a track, attractive power in, in, uh, in delusion and temptation. But more and more, uh, as a devotee progresses, they start to experience the joy of the soul. And it becomes so relishing that, that that's all we want. We want to immerse ourselves uh, in that joy. Swami uh, talked about a platitude is uh, a truth that's unrealized. We haven't really come into the full realization uh, of its power, of its magnetism. Uh, and so it, it's just uh, words in the beginning. And, uh, uh, but then as we go deeper and deeper, we, we really mine uh, the essential truth that's in everything. You know, the saints are very unconventional. Uh, we, uh, uh, we've had the opportunity, to, uh, many of us, most of us, to live with Swami Kriyananda, and we know the stories of the saints. And there's an amusing story of George Washington Carver uh, at his uh, University Tuskegee Institute. And uh, George uh, Washington Carver, as most of you know, he was uh, called the person who had the worst start and the best finish in history uh, because he was born a slave. And then he was able to get an education. It took him maybe uh, 12 maybe more years than that to get an elementary school education, but then he became a professor at this uh, black university. And Carver, every day he would be talking to God, and he asked God to reveal himself through his three kingdoms, the animal, the plant, and the mineral. And he was just always conversing with God and for greater understanding and uh, greater ability to do his will. And so he was always talking to God. Well, he... um, the saints will, they aren't confined by rules. Uh, I mean, they, they're very, Swami once, we, uh, he said he's, um, he's very traditional. And we kind of all chuckled a little bit <laughs> because Swami was so out of the box, so the spirit over form. Uh, but he said, no, uh, I'm very traditional when it comes to master's teachings and, of course, the precepts. And they don't step outside of that. Uh, but they... Um, but they aren't ruled. It, it, I, I was thinking how rules in the beginning, they're like training wheels on a bicycle. Uh, and, uh, and then after the child learns how to stay balanced on the bike, they can get rid of the training wheels. Uh, and they're actually a hindrance once we've uh, really learned uh, their purpose. And it's the same way with ru- uh, rules. Well, George Washington Carver, he, he would give Bible classes at, at Tuskegee Institute. And he made them very lively. Uh, and sometimes he would make a, a science experiment uh, and uh, chemistry, and uh, he would uh, create an explosion, and there'd be a big flame, and, and it was all to announce the coming of God. <laughs> so, uh, as you can imagine, his classes were very well attended. <laughs> and, but some of the uh, members of the faculty were really upset because it was highly unorthodox. And so they came to the, the chaplain of the university and complained uh, and, uh, about uh, Carver. And uh, the chaplain asked the faculty members, well, how long has this been going on? Oh, for a long time, uh, the faculty said. 
um, well, do many people come? Oh, yes, all the students and many of the teachers. Uh, and, uh, and, and so uh, the chaplain folded his hands like this and he said, well, let me give you this advice. Uh, I would do nothing and say nothing that would get in the way of Car- uh, Dr. Carver's uh, sermons. Uh, even when uh, attendance was mandatory, we didn't have so many people coming. <laughs> <laughs> in the Bible, it says that... Um, let's see... Um, I'm going to have to rephrase it because I I don't remember it exactly, but it was one of Master always quoted uh, to uh, to those who tuned into God. He gave them the power to become the sons of God, uh, and um, Carver had that power. Uh, he was giving a lecture in his elder years, and uh, at the lecture there was a, a white divinity student there who was enthralled. He'd come expecting to learn science. And he found out more about prayer in the lecture on peanuts than he had in all his many years in divinity school. And uh, afterwards, uh, he came down and thanked uh, Carver, and he was mesmerized by the talk and so inspired. And then as uh, Dr. Carver was leaving the lecture, he turned to Jim, that was his name, and he said, Jim, I want you to be one of my boys. Well, Jim uh, had been a football player. His grandfather had owned slaves. And uh, it, it ruined the lecture for him almost you know, because he just, the, 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 uh, he just felt like for a black man to, to say, uh, you can be one of my boys, he just didn't know how to you know, <laughs> comprehend that. Uh, and, uh, and so it just sort of, he came home and he tried to put uh, George Washington Carver out of his mind. And uh, he just couldn't. And then something came into his life that was very intense. And he, um, all of a sudden he started thinking of Carver. And he said, as I started to think of uh, Professor Carver, God came very, very near to me. And whenever I think of Carver, God is there. And that's the power that comes through a saint. And you know, uh, George Washington Carver, uh, actually I had re, uh, rephrased his words uh, into the words, if you love it enough, anything will talk with you. And isn't that the case uh, with the saints and anyone who really loves God and loves humanity? Is that uh, people will just become very, very open. Uh, and uh, and just all the barriers are removed, and there's a really uh, uniting. Master talks about uh, that there's a inward flowing energy, and it's a, it's the power of love, and it unites and unifies everything in creation. And then there's an outward energy that's repulsive, and it uh, makes everything separate and creates discord. And, you know, he's talking about the life force. He's talking about OM. Uh, OM creating manifestation. Everything's different. And then bringing everything back into God's love. And he, he called this inward flow melody of love. And that inward flow has the sound. And that's OM. Well, so it's 
it said that om uh, divine love it's devoid of duality because it's just beyond the vibration the swing of maya of darkness of light of pain of joy and we, we just get into the very very center where God exists when I went to Japan years ago they told me a story of Guru Nakanishi and he was a, a Zen Buddhist monk years ago and he loved birds and especially wild ones and he went up on a mountaintop and he meditated and he, uh, he, the birds there kind of that lived up there all the time saw this stranger there and they kind of kept a, a safe distance away and watched him but he continued meditating and after a while he became so serene that uh, he became very attractive to the birds master talks about love being the power of attraction that binds everything together and soon these birds are coming and landing on his shoulder and uh, just hovering all around him and then later on, this, the Zen monks started this wild bird society. And, you know, the birds didn't land on him because it was a, an easy place to perch. It was the, the deep joy and serenity. And uh, we're all touched by that because we all are made from God's love. And uh, when we go out into the wilderness or we have a deep meditation, uh, we feel that. Master said that... Uh, during meditation love grows and it's because we're getting beyond the duality into that very very center where only God lives you know the um, karma is a blessing of divine love and uh, often things will come into our life to strengthen our attunement so that we can grow closer to God and I had a, a sort of interesting experience uh, a few, uh, some years ago. Uh, I was taking some uh, Englishmen that had come to Ananda up in the mountains and uh, for the day, and they were going to stay overnight. And there was snow all around, so everything looked different uh, for me. And I started walking back to my car. And I um, somehow got on the wrong ridge, and I started going down uh, through the snow. And uh, after a while, I realized that I was going the wrong way, but I couldn't climb up through the deep snow to get to the car, so I had to keep walking. And I knew I was going to be okay. It was, um, I knew I had to get past the snow because uh, I didn't want to sleep in the snow. <laughs> and so I, I walked fast to, to get out of the snow and I had no idea exactly where I was going but I knew it wasn't um, going to be that far away from a, a road uh, and that so I kept on walking and um, I just 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 thought of God uh, and uh, I remembered uh, the words uh, of St. John of the Cross he said that we should live uh, as though only God and our soul exists and in that way, we can't get into any trouble. <laughs> and so I just, just thought of God as, as I went through. And, um, and it just became you know, very close. And I was walking uh, quickly because the sun was setting. And I needed to kind of get to a place where I could uh, get comfortable under the leaves or wherever or find a way uh, towards my car. And after a while, I, I came to a lake just as the sun had already set and it was getting dark. 
and there were three fishermen out in a boat. And, uh, but they were kind of far away, and I was so enjoying just keeping this uh, conversation with God and, and just the presence of God. I was feeling very, very joyful. And so I didn't want to shout because that would have ruined the inner peace that I was feeling, and that seemed to be more important than anything else. And so I kept walking around the, the lake, and it was getting very, very dark, and I, after a while I couldn't see very far at all. And I came to a small cove, and there was a, a man fishing on the other uh, side of it. Maybe it was 30 feet away or so. And then I felt I could talk because I wouldn't be shouting. So I asked him, what lake are we at? And so he uh, shared the lake, and I knew where I was. And, but then I didn't say anything uh, because I just didn't want to uh, create complications. I just wanted to stay in God's love that I was feeling. And so I was walking through the dark, and this time it was pitch black. And I knew that I was 12 miles away from my car. And it was about uh, almost 1,500 feet elevation on a dirt road, and I didn't have a flashlight. But that seemed, uh, didn't seem to matter at all, because I was feeling such joy and bliss that uh, I just wanted to stay in that. Uh, and um, so I was, I was kind of walking and shuffling my feet because I didn't want to step on any big stones or anything. I was going along, and all, out of the darkness, uh, this young uh, man said, why didn't you know uh, where you, uh, the name of the lake? Uh, and so uh, I said, well, I'm not stupid. Uh, I, I said, well, um, I'd left my car up in Grass Ridge, and um, I came down the, the wrong side, and so I'm on, on my way back to my car. And so he thought, well, this is ridiculous. It was pitch black. <laughs> I didn't have a flashlight, and I'd already showed that I'm incompetent. <laughs> And so he said, well, uh, he went and dragged me along to his other two friends, and then um, we were in the car. And uh, the two friends, they, um, they said uh, they didn't want to drive up that road uh, that's really hard on cars because uh, it was 12 miles out of the way and then 12 miles back to the road again. And so they were uh, sort of discussing about not taking me, and I was in the back seat. <laughs> And it was all fine. I thought the worst thing that could happen is that they wouldn't take me and I'd have more time just to just feel God's bliss uh, and love. And it just really didn't matter. Uh, and, uh, but finally, the, the young man uh, kind of talked his friends into taking me up there to, to get my car. And so I uh, went up there and got my car and then drove home. And I, I don't live that way every day. Um, <laughs> you know, but it was like a window was open, you know, for me in the sense of that when we can get rid of all our likes and dislikes, when we can deeply accept what is, then we are, we're in the internal present. And Master said that's when we have God. And that's when we feel love. Because the heart isn't seeking anything outside of itself. And so that love is always there waiting for us. And we've all felt that love. And we're all really living our life by that love. 
Master said that Divine Mother told him, only drink my love. And that's the only thing Master wanted to do with his devotees. So let's purify our hearts ever more deeply. I know we already have in so many ways. But this is the way out. Is through that unifying power of Divine Mother's love. We transcend all duality. There's no opposite, no opposition. There's no me against the world, but me as the world. And we live in that consciousness. And the more that we can do so, we can share that love. The world needs this love so much today. Swami has talked about the Divine Mother Principle. It's so important to reintroduce into uh, the world. And we have a great opportunity. Our guru, our avatar, was a prim avatar of love. And Ananda means joy, but Master said that love leads into joy because the nature of joy is to share its wealth with others. So let's pray that we all become more perfect channels for sharing Divine Mother's love in this world. Bless you.